Hello and welcome to the Tradie Business School podcast, the podcast for trades and general contractors who want to unchain themselves in their business, gain freedom to live a prosperous and profitable life, and ultimately build a trades or contractors business that works without them. Miranda, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Super excited about this conversation, Barry. Yeah, so we're running a mini-series. The first thing I'll say is if you have not already listened to the podcast on vision and mission, go back and listen to them now because these are based on uh, my book, The Path to Freedom, and each episode over the next few will build on themselves, and it's very much a methodology to help you build a business without you. And today, we're going to be speaking about values. And I guess some of the things we're going to be discussing is how our values are our boundaries, uh, that they essentially help us and show us uh, how to exercise a no in our business and to make better decisions. Uh, we're going to be speaking about how the universe gives us what we ask for, the values, connection to the DNA, and an important part of having a business that can run without you as if you're there, what the true cost of culture rot is, uh, the yardstick for measuring performance, and really around how we teach others how to treat us. But more than anything, we're going to speak about how the values are actually the compass that allow you to understand whether you're not you're moving in the right direction towards achieving your vision and mission or whether you're completely off track. Miranda, what are some of the major problems uh, that we're trying to overcome in today's episode? Yeah, wow, there's some good ones. You know, ultimately, values help us to make better decisions. So they are that yardstick through which we make decisions in our business and ultimately better decisions make uh, and mean better business. So uh, that's, you know, one of the one of the biggest problems is sometimes people you know, make decisions that often head them off path or, you know, I wonder if anyone's made sort of a, a funny hiring decision before, those sorts of things. So we'll talk more about that later. And as I said, you know, how to um, you know, hire better and manage performance. So your values, the guidebook for managing staff performance, for those conversations, sometimes it feels a little awkward, those feedback conversations makes it super easy when you've got values uh, rolled out in your business. Um, and you know, your values are the missing piece to having a business uh, that will run without you. So we'll talk more a little bit about that. Um, yeah. you know, we very much notice so many trades are sort of fighting fires and the just putting a lot of time and effort to running their business. There's a lot of passion and care for what they do as a craft and as a trade and a lot of skill there. Uh, and uh, our values very much are the how of what we do, they're the behaviours that you know we see in the people in our business within ourselves and the people so really important yeah we are like it is a big topic and we're going to do the best to to cover as much as we can today however we try to keep these episodes to the 20 odd minute mark so uh if you are wanting to go a lot deeper on this and get a step-by-step guide into implement this into your trades or contracts business make sure you do get a copy of my book the path to freedom where we go through uh each of these steps we're going to be sharing here over the podcast in the next few weeks in depth, and we also give you a SOP or a how-to guide to implement that into your business. But I guess where I want to start is to share around how important our boundaries are, our values are, in response to creating values in your business. Now, we meet a lot of business owners that don't have clear boundaries in their business, and what that means is that they allow themselves to get walked over or not really have a clear line in the sand of understanding what's acceptable and what's not. See, once we identify our values, they help us to understand uh, how we want to interact with the world around us and how we want the world around us to interact with us. An example of that is how do you want to interact with your clients, right, with your customers? 
How do you want to interact with your peers? How do you want to interact with your staff? You know, I remember for me, Miranda, when I had my trades business, I didn't have values in place. And so when it was coming to a point of telling off a staff member for doing the wrong thing, mm. it became very personal. And for them, it felt like an attack. And rightly so, because in many ways I was attacking them. Whereas once I started to understand the methodology that I teach in the book around pulling the vision, mission, values together, it meant that the conversations around performance were no longer personal because it was strung off a common sense set of principles, right, or boundaries or what we're teaching here, values, which meant that the conversation could be had, but the result of the understanding of that employee and the change in performance was significantly greater than them walking away feeling like I was a prick and that they'd been attacked, right? So our values really help us to teach people how to treat us. You know, if we answer the phone at six o'clock on a Sunday morning to our employees or to our clients, we're unconsciously telling them that it's okay for them to call us at six o'clock. If we allow one of our employees to leave their, their rubbish and food scraps in the van, right, in the bobcat, we're letting them know that that's, that's, that's okay to treat our belongings that way. If we let our employees show up late without saying something, we're unconsciously telling the whole entire organisation that it's okay for them to, to be late, mm. Right. So know this, if you're answering calls on weekends, you're telling them it's okay to call you after hours. If you let your staff come in consistently late, you're telling them it's okay not to value your time. If you let your sales team sign clients that aren't the right fit for your business, you're telling them that you care more about money than about quality. And if you let your clients dictate the terms of your projects, you're telling them that you don't value your worth highly enough. This also signals that you're underconfident and perhaps underqualified in doing the work. Let that sink in for a second. You know, ultimately, if you're willing to compromise on your standards, what we're actually saying to everyone else around us is it's okay for them to do that too. Mm. That's a lot. That is a lot. I love how you just let that sink in for a moment. Um, <clears throat> it is a lot. So boundaries. You know, sweeping and moving on from that, when we think about boundaries, boundaries will give us the power to say no. So once we know where those lines are, we have made decisions around the behaviours that we expect in our business from our clients, from those sorts of things. Um, we then know where the line is of no versus yes. So, you know, one of those things as well, we are taught from a really young age that, you know, no is a rude word. You know, it, it, it's like, no, don't say no, that's a rude word. Yet asserting boundaries is so essential for healthy adult functioning. It, it's and when we constantly say yes to everything, we're exhausted. Um, you know, we potentially allow people to walk all over us where we're not exerting our boundaries. When we say yes to everything, um, we confuse people. Um, we confuse our staff. We confuse our clients. I was just going to say a point there too, Miranda. Like I remember so many times in my life where I said yes to things that I just didn't really want to say yes to. And I said yes because I didn't want to upset someone or disappoint mm. them. But ultimately what happened over time is that led me to resentment, mm. right? I resented others where in, in actuality I was resenting myself for not valuing myself enough to understand what was a yes and what was a no. And this was this was pre-values, not just in business, mm. but I also have personal values that help me to make decisions as well. Yeah, it's so it's well said. Um, it's very much that driving force and we, we know when we're in a line with our values and if you ever meet that person that you're like, wow, I really get on with them, 
um, I really resonate with them, um, then often there is a values alignment there. And that's where this fits into hiring and those sorts of things. Um, and, and whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, and we mentioned the universe, you cannot deny that this energy is everywhere. Um, the energy we project influences what we get back. You know, our world is a reflection of the energy we put out. Um, and it's why when we do start saying no and asserting our boundaries as a business owner um, and as a leader in our business and we start living by our values, that things will start to show up that are in alignment with that energy track, energetic track. Miranda, how many times, how many times after clients start working with the Trady Business School and they go through the module, they implement their values and, and they have that realisation that they're, uh, either have staff that aren't a values fit and probably never were, but mm. were maybe good, you know, great skill set, or they often have a lot of clients is the one that we see that where they're like, man, you know what? All these clients have been working for aren't a values fit, and the ones that cost me money, the ones that cost me most frustrating. How many times have you seen someone post like, oh, I let go of three clients today that weren't a values fit, and you wouldn't believe it, five more turned up that were. They're easier to work for, they're more profitable, and the whole entire business is transformed as a result of being able to run things through the calibration of making decisions based on values. Yeah, happens so often, so often. And, and more than that as well is the sense of, I guess, lightness, weight being lifted off, and alignment that goes with making those decisions. So this goes back to the boundaries and making those decisions to let a client go, to say no to them, all of those things. It very much shifts in, in the power of the mindset and energy in a business owner when they've made those decisions. It's really empowering and it yeah. very much changes what shows up in their world. Well, with, without getting too woo-woo, right, like I'm, I'm a huge advocate of energy, spirituality, you know, universal law and stuff like that. But without getting too woo-woo, how many of you listening right now have had the experience where you're like, you know what, I want to buy a new car. I want to buy a new white Hilux, you know, 2020 model or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you start noticing those cars everywhere, right? Now, I'm sure most of you have a situation like that. The question I've got is, did that car all of a sudden start appearing everywhere the moment you made the decision to buy one? Or was it always there and you just weren't noticing in the past, Right. The reality is, is that that car was always there or since the year 2020 when it was made, right? It was always there. But you weren't filtering in through your, your sensory processing that car because you weren't looking for it. Now, let's cross-match that to values for a second. If you're clear on your personal values and your business values and so are your staff and what that stands for, you'll start to filter in more talent, Right more clients and more uh, business situations that align with those values because you start noticing them. Now, if they're not there, it doesn't mean you don't attract them, but it means you kind of attract everything. And it's funny, I had a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago about this in relation to dating. You know, he was kind of dating anyone that swiped right on Tinder and wondering why he wasn't finding the woman of his dreams. And I was like, well, because you're actually not teaching the universe who to send you. By saying yes to everything, you're casting a net, right, that's got holes that are only two inches wide, but you're stretching that net so wide, capturing everything, those two-inch holes become 20-inch holes and everything is slipping through it. Mm. Betty, love that conversation. 
It's yeah. funny, but he he wrote to me only a couple of days ago and said, you wouldn't believe the, the dates that I'm going on now compared to a few weeks ago. And I said, I would believe because yeah. this is how the universe works, right? What we focus, where our focus goes, our energy flows and our results show. Yeah, I love that one. Adding to that, uh, I was I was just uh, just thinking about certainty, and I think when we're very clear on our values and what is or isn't a match for us, what where our boundaries are, it brings a sense of certainty to our energy and how we show up in the world. That's really attractive, um, and what it will do is attract. Um, those that are a match or not. So we get people to opt in and opt out. We bring that sense of certainty, um, maybe solidity, all of that into uh, everything in our business. And those conversations, think about those sales conversations, when you're really clear about what it is you're selling or the idea or the product, super clear on who's a match for it and who's not. And, and you talk with such certainty that people uh, can't help but be attracted to that and go, yeah, I want in. Like we get it all the time around it. People are like, oh, well, I just started the vision, mission, values in the path to freedom. Like, like I want to know about marketing. I want to know about sales. I want to just jump straight to hiring. And I'm like, because this is the energetic DNA that underlines everything you do in your business. And what you just shared then, Miranda, is how values show up in a marketing and sales conversation, right? Like what is attractive is what you can't get, Right. Think about it. Like, think about when you've dated and someone's been too available. Is that attractive? Hell no. Think about playing with a cat and a ball of wool. The moment the cat gets that ball of wool, it gets bored and walks away. The moment that you pull it away, it's very enticing, right? Values create the certainty, like you said, but they also create the DNA. And this is what uh, helps that when you get to a later stage in business and you want to start exiting out of the operations and out of the front line, this is how your business continues to look, feel, and act like you because the business has taken on a, a DNA, an entity of its own, based on vision, mission, values, and your staff are not just blindly following systems and processes, but they're allowing themselves to make decisions based on that DNA, based on that energetic representation in your company. Contrast of this um, is to, to not have values and to not be attracting any of the, the people, the clients, um, the leads, the inquiries, any of um, even supplier arrangements, all of those things that we're wanting in our business um, are quite huge. More specifically, though, I think quite relevant is, you know, culture and, and the true cost of the culture rot. You know, when you're thinking through the lens of hiring, an employee who's not aligned with the values of your business is just not going to last um, and they've got the capacity to create rot from within. Yeah. Um, you know, values misalignment creates a really toxic culture where poor results or substandard behaviour become the norm. They become the standards. Um, whereas, you know, that feeling when people are values aligned is like family. Yeah, think about it for a second. Like, I'm sure many of the listeners can relate. Like, how many times have you hired someone where you're like, you know what, I'm not quite sure if they fit in, but but man, like they've got the skills, right? And or how many times have you got to a situation where you feel that you're held over a barrel by an employee? It's like you want to let them go because they're not the right fit, but you're like, oh, who's going to do the work, right? We need that skill set. That's a common thing we see in our clients. Yet once the values are set up and it's clearly understood that they're not, they're not a fit, they're let go, somebody better turns up, and you find that person actually wasn't that productive, Right? actually wasn't as good as what you thought, but you're kind of, I guess, blindsided by the possibility of how great that could be. But you're exactly right, Miranda. Like, when you hire the right person, it feels like family. 
money is not the key to the key driver for staff and people to stick around often people think people move for money uh they don't they're there because they enjoy it because they feel that strong sense of connection and belonging to people and or a cause if it's your vision and the i guess the bus of your business the bus that you're on the destination what it's like to be on that um, they're connected to the emotional rewards and the pick-me-ups of being part of bringing that company's vision to life. Yeah. Um, you know, and happy, motivated, aligned staff are so much more productive uh, than those that are just there to pay, get a paycheck. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day and they're like, oh, I just want to hire someone that just doesn't turn up at nine and leave at five. And quite clearly they're there to take the paycheck home. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. There's a couple more important things. Um, as I said, it's a big topic, and I'd highly recommend that. You know, I know I'm pushing the book, but I'm pushing it because it's a step-by-step guide. So yeah. whether or not you decide to work with Trading Business School in the future, which I hope you do, we can absolutely help to uh, to, to grow your business faster and more profitably. Even if you don't, I, I recommend 20 bucks for the book because we walk through this step-by-step in a lot more detail than today. We're kind of skimming the surf- surface, and I trust that uh, you can already see the importance and values, value of the values but I guess um, a few other things that I just wanted to speak about, you know, we talk about performance. You know, if you're like, ah, Miranda, like you're late this morning. Why were you late? Like how does that land versus Miranda, I noticed this morning that you turned up a few minutes late and that doesn't really rely, align with the day that we have around everyone contributing, right? Because you're you turning up late this morning by 10 minutes meant that Johnny had to pick up the load and do blah, 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 which is not fair on him or the rest of the team. Was there something that happened or went on that caused you to be late? And do you foresee this, this being a reoccurring experience in the future, right? Equally too, like I remember having to let go of people or fire people in the past, you know, versus the last couple of years. And it was a very hard emotional conversation to have where people got pissed off, relationships were broken versus the last few people had to let go of. It's like when you have a conversation, it becomes more of a, hey, Miranda, do you still feel that you're aligned with the values of Trading Business School and the vision mission we have? Because I've kind of noticed the last few months there's been a bit of a, a separation in your performance to the performance that I'd expect to align with those values. Where are things at for you? And most of the time, the employees, like when the values, vision mission values are strong in business, they're like, you know what? This actually isn't the role for me anymore. Or I realize I've got different aspirations. It's like, great. Can we as a company help support you in that transition? Because we need to ensure that our employees are all aligned with the values and vision mission. You've said that you're not, which is fine. Where do you see yourself going and how can we support you in getting there? And they're the, they're the kind of conversations we have now when we need to let go of a team member and they walk away feeling supported and you've actually strengthened the relationship versus them walking away, bitching, moaning, and groaning and, uh, and bagging out the company. So, you know, I guess these are a few really important reasons are that the the values are important to the company i guess we could speak around business values versus personal values but again we cover that pretty deep in the book Hmm. one thing that i want to i guess touch on miranda there might be something i want to touch on before we finish up is around how values actually help us to build trust with ourselves. now if we don't as business owners trust ourselves and trust our intuition and trust our heart that means we're actually not trustworthy right if we're not operating from a place of core values and principles in our life consciously or unconsciously the world around us is going to notice that and it's going to create a distrust in them as well Mm. right that client's like you know what i don't know why it doesn't quite feel right to go with xyz company i've gone here 
because it's greater congruency, right? Those allow us to, again, create those solid standards. It allows us to create an environment where everyone can function and perform because they understand what's required. Values um, very much teach us. It's, you know, that that trust ourselves. But we're talking about values and knowing ourselves and trust. Values very much. You hear people saying, I want to be authentic. Mm. And and people like, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to be authentic. Authenticity comes from being and living in alignment with your values. When you know your values and live in alignment with them, with them that's authentic. You know, think about it. The people that are out there going, I'm honest, I'm this, I'm that, yet that's not how they show up in the world. It is inauthentic. Well, it's a red flag, right? If I walk into a place and I've got their values displayed behind the counter and like value number one is honesty and value number two is integrity, to me that's a massive red flag because for me honesty and integrity should be a no-brainer. That should be a given. It shouldn't be something that has to be reminded upon for you as the founder and your employees to operate under, whereas like, you know, world-class service or delivering results, their values that can be articulated, okay, well, well, what is world-class results or world-class service? What is delivering well? What is, you know, outcome-focused versus, like, honesty and integrity should be ingrained in everything you do as a business. And it shows that, that those are your values. You actually haven't gone very deep and put a lot of thought into this exercise. Yeah. I think as a business owner, there are certain things in owning a business that come just as the uh, the, the basic operating standards of a business. It's like they should operate with honesty and integrity. And honestly, I, I, I would probably throw customer service into that as well, like good customer service. Like yeah. what business owner touts and say, you know what, come, come work, come work for us and, and please be my client. We offer shit service. You know, it's just not what happens in business. If you're if you're in business, a client or anyone would expect that you would operate with those core core things. Now you can, um, you know, this is not to say that good customer service can't be part of your values, but you know, you can uplift it and really frame what that means in your business that does set you apart um, and bring it to life in another way. Um, but we will attract those who identify with the values in our business um, when we show up with that authenticity, and it makes biz- doing business a whole lot easier and far more enjoyable yeah absolutely there's a couple of things to kind of summarize um one is we attract other people who identify with our values this makes doing business a whole lot easier and more enjoyable right clients uh staff uh you talked about people, st- stakeholders suppliers and so forth as well two is uh now that we kind of I guess, understand the essence of why values are so important there are internal compass our yardstick our standards our dna our vibe they're the beating heartbeat of our business. And so they exist whether or not you put any conscious thought into them. And if you haven't put the conscious thought into them and into keeping them alive, there's no doubtably uh, some poor performing values that are existing in your business. Mm-hmm. Three is remembering that our vision and mission will change our journey and the, the stage of a business as we move forward. It, our values must stay aligned and become the compass to keep us moving towards that. So I don't see days as something you change every week, every month, every quarter. Yet our mission and our vision continues to be refined. Our values should be something that we extract out of our business as it exists now and we adhere to and we spend every day, every week, every month to keep alive in our business. You know, and we said before too, they're also how we attract the right clients, A-playing staff, and other business opportunities that are a perfect fit 
for our vision and mission. They're not just some fancy word that we put on a wall. They're active intentions of how our business will run, what it does, and most importantly, how it does what it does. They do look good on the wall, though, too, don't they, Barry? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. We had a client last week that put pictures up of, uh, got them all printed up and put them in his office, and geez, they look good. And they generated some phenomenal com- uh, conversation and things like that. And I know he's done all of the things to embed those into the, I guess, the operating system and, and the part, pulse and heartbeat of the business as well. So they're more than just a poster, but the poster looked pretty hot. Yeah, absolutely. But if you want to go more in-depth with values and go through the step-by-step process and you haven't already, make sure you get a copy of the book, The Path to Freedom, uh, where in Chapter 3 we go through that in-depth. If you're not already part of our Trades and General Contractors Global Facebook group, uh, it's a free group on Facebook, make sure you join in. Uh, Every single day we share uh, things that we share on this. We share templates and strategies and processes and and pre-created cheat sheets that we created for our clients in there for free. To help you to grow a bit of trades business. And uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, found value, please share it amongst your other tradie friends. Uh, like and subscribe to the Trade Business School podcast. And more importantly, if you're at a stage in your business where you feel like we've maybe got something to share and can help you to get to where you want to go a little bit faster, a little bit easier, and uh, definitely more profitably, please reach out to us on our website or on some of our socials. Have a chat with the team and see how the Trade Business School can help you grow a more profitable trades business that can work without you thank you so much i reckon we'll leave it there there's a lot to digest definitely jump in and and, and get those resources i'll just finish up with this and say that writing and doing your values is not a quick process don't think that you can sit down and in 30 minutes or an hour just whip out some nice words on paper and it will all come together it is a process it does take time but jesus it worth it absolutely thanks for your time thanks everyone for listening 